indeed there are more questions than answers like is a grilled cheese sandwich and tomato soup a great combination because they are the ingredients of a pizza hi america <laughs> hello world Maybe. that's true yeah. my name is adrian lee and i am your host welcome to the show more questions than answers the only paranormal quiz show anywhere in the world each week, my guests and I will search the world's newspapers, websites and TV shows just for you to bring you the very best in paranormal talk radio entertainment and enlightenment. We will then test each other's knowledge of the week's events of the mysterious, strange, supernatural, unusual, bizarre and just plain weird. If you have just tuned in especially to hear the show, then I admire your taste. If you have just tuned in by accident, then I admire your luck. I am huddled under my quilt with a large flashlight and a nice cup of tea with tonight's guests. Somewhere in the barren wildernesses of the Midwest Plains, with the sound of my elderly mother snoring distantly <laughs> from the room next to her. <laughs> She's had a gin and tonic tonight. So snuggle under your covers, turn out your lights and hold on tight. The rules are very simple. Points will be awarded randomly for being interesting or for making me laugh or shiver in horror. Extra points will be available for shock and awe value. To help me control my rowdy panel of recidivists and reprobates, I will employ what I have called the inappropriate bell. An example of this would be... The panel have no idea what's coming, and I have no idea what stories they have for tonight's show. So let me introduce my guests. Firstly... The mysterious and Heather Vesson, Heather Morris. She's been a paranormal investigator for many years, with her own team called Hellhound Investigations, and does all of her best work in the shadows. She is now one of the leading audio and DVP experts with the International Paranormal Society, and brings her knowledge and research skills to tonight's show. Heather won an award for laziness this week, but she sent someone else to pick it up. <laughs> Welcome to the show, Helen. Hello. I also wish to introduce the mad and crazy Michelle Corey. Michelle was born and raised in Moira, Minnesota, and has a keen and avid interest in all things paranormal. Michelle realised that her get-rich-painfully-slow scheme wasn't working out either. Welcome to the show, Michelle. Thank you. We also have Nathan Bush with us again tonight. I asked Nathan this week, if he could have sex with anyone living or dead, who would it be? He picked living. <laughs> really? <laughs> this is... Thank you, Adrian. <laughs> nothing strange about Nathan. No. 
Series oh. 2, episode 121. 121 is a soup slurping number <laughs> that isn't expert in being poor and is too lazy to get up in the morning. Uh, apparently, uh. 121, apparently more made up, imaginary elements do exist. Really? Oh, good. Yay. We thought 118 would see the end of our fun in terms of the periodic table and elements, but oh no. No. Ladies and gentlemen. Oh, thank God. To a big round of applause, we can now add Unbinium to our fantasy. Yay! <laughs> Unbinium. Unbinium? Unbinium. Unbinium. An so element. It's binium that's un. Yes. Unbinium. So I've got some binium and then I take it away because it doesn't exist and we have unbinium. I but if it doesn't exist and you take it away, does it then exist? That's exactly what's happened, which nah. is why we're introducing it as the 121st element that doesn't exist in the periodic table. Yay! I get the impression we could keep going with this for weeks and weeks and weeks. We've oh, made up elements. Forever. They I are hope looking, so. They are looking to synthesize it in the near future in Japan. They think they could be about five years. Everything's made in Japan. Yeah. From making it. Yeah. Well, you thought all the periodic table jokes were gone, weren't you? But well, I, I was hoping. I hoped not. I don't, I don't zinc so. Oh, <laughs> I love this show. I love this show. If you dialed 121, you would be put through to the electricity emergency telephone number in Egypt. The three E's, no less. Thank God, I was wondering. If your coffee maker is kaput in Cairo, if your TV has taken a turn in Tanta, or your microwave is messed up in Manouf, then there is a number for you. It is 121. And of course, with great power comes great electricity bills. Oh. Which leads us nicely into Mm-mm, the first no. ever They Did Not Need Electricity in Ancient Egypt Bizarre and Strange Facts MQTA quiz. Oh. Points Yay. to be had in oh, one. Good. Straight off the bat, of course. Mm-hmm. I like to get in with the points nice and early. Everything to play for. Everybody starts each week with a clean slate. Mm-hmm. What does the Wizard of Oz and Ancient Egypt have in common. The Wizard of Oz in ancient Egypt? Have one very key thing. The Emerald City? You're going to go with the Emerald <laughs> City, Miss Morris. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Why not, indeed. <laughs> this is the stories of the strange and bizarre. Anything, as you know, on this show is ultimately possible. Absolutely. Don't let your imagination curb you. I didn't. You know, I can tell. <laughs> It was kind of a rhetorical question. <laughs> what are we going with, Miss Corrie? Ruby slippers. Ruby slippers. It is the questionable practice of hiring little people based solely on looks. Midgets! Yes. In ancient Egypt, if you were born with dwarfism, you most certainly had a job, especially security-conscious Egyptians. They gave dwarves jobs like gold workers. Working in mines, working with very... No way. They did, I swear. That is one of them. One of the reasons. They got them. little hands. What about yes. the other six? <laughs> <laughs> yes, there's Dopey, <laughs> Bashful, Doc, Sloth, Vanity. Sloth. I don't know. <laughs> Greed. Greed. Yes, they're all coming back to me. Oh, it's sleepy. 
Of course you do. <laughs> yeah, you got dopey, unfortunately. <gasps> oh, this was so also true. So early for that. It is a little bit early, but, you know, we warmed up before we started, didn't we? Yeah. They also employed very, very tall people as well. <gasps> because if they stole the gold in big bags or they ran off with it, they'd be easy to spot in a crowd. There's okay. nowhere to hide. So it was partly down to the fact that if you had some strange genetic abnormalities, it was difficult for you to hide unless you suddenly found yourself in Moss Eisley in the cantina. That's true. In which I would case, be very tall in Egypt. Everything is good. You would. Mm-hmm. You would. We'd need to shave your head, apparently, because they didn't have hair in I'm, Egypt. I'm okay with that. Let's shave Look your... at this hair. <laughs> right down to the wood. No points to be had. I cannot hmm. give them away. How did ancient Egyptians tell if a woman was fertile? If she was ready to have a little baby, what would they do? What would the doctor test? How would they know such wondrous things? The mystery of femininity, the womanhood. The size of her hips. I'll give you a clue. Oh, now you give me a clue, oh. you bugger. Go on. <laughs> they used an onion. <gasps> oh. oh, how big the onion is. How big? <laughs> is it a shallot? No, it's or a big it... Spanish one. Oh. One of the big Spanish onions. Or a big no red one onion. expects a Spanish onion. No, but you're getting one. <laughs> one of those big ones where you think to yourself, I just need one for my spaghetti. I just need one. I'll, I'll bag the biggest one no, there is. One two. big onion. Yes. What are you going with, Miss Morris? I'm going the size of the onion. The size of the onion. That's in the crevasse. Uh-huh. <laughs> in the... Yeah. After they made love... Mm, stick an onion in it? I thought there was something in the way. <laughs> <laughs> what are you going with, Corrie? She pees on it. She wheeze on an onion. <laughs> They genuinely thought, are we still on air? They genuinely thought that all of a woman's tubes and inner workings were all connected. So a doctor would pop an onion in at night and in the morning he would smell her breath to see if it smelled like an onion. So I win. Moving on (laughs) swiftly. Ancient Egyptians worshipped how many gods and goddesses? And I'll give it to the person with the nearest figure. 52. 52 gods and goddesses yep. in Egyptian culture. Just guessing. Well, if you go lower or higher, this is going to be dependent on points ultimately, isn't it? 53. Oh, you're a sly one, Carl. <laughs> it's 1,400. Oh. I, oh. Worshipping those pagan gods. If your cat died in ancient Egypt, oh. it was customary to shave what? If your cat died... Mm. Your little kitty cat dying. Wow. Yeah. Oh, no. It's just gone under a slave <laughs> oh, no. carrying a big boulder up to a pyramid. It was customary to shave it. Not your cat. You can shave the cat if you want. I'm thinking of... You think you shaved the cat. If the cat died, you're in there while its body's still warm. Yep. Right down to the wood. Sure. Grandma's going to be stuffing mattresses. Otherwise, you shave your head. You shaved your head. Your melon. Your melon. Mm -hmm. They shaved their melon anyway. They really disliked hair. They hated being dirty. They really sought cleanliness. And they thought hair was dirty. And so they'd shave all their hair off. Dirty. And then when you see the faces on the sarcophaguses, when you see the portraits, that's actually a wig they're Mm -hmm. wearing. They're bald Mm -hmm. under there. And in a hot country, that would make perfect sense, wouldn't it? Take the whole lot off, down to the wood. No. No. 
That's not making sense for you in a hot country. I don't want to. I'm not asking. <laughs> You've got an odd shaped head anyway, to be honest. <laughs> that would be a very strange and odd task. You'd look like a salted peanut by the time we'd finished. Wow. What are you going to go with, Michelle? What was shaved if your cat died? Your beard. Nice. And that's just the women. Mm-hmm. It is your eyebrows. Uh. I wonder what you'd do if your dog went to that great kennel in the sky. Probably what Michelle was thinking of, but never said. What was one of the most popular ways to tell the future in ancient Egypt? Through an onion. Through an onion. (laughs) I've consulted the mystical onion. And you're going to meet a tall, dark stranger and be lucky with money. Well, that's how they do the forecast. With the an farmer's onion. Almanac. Well, yeah. yeah, that's, that's true. true. The farmer's almanac is based on an onion. There's an onion I get a lot part. of people at work that come to the window and tell me what their onions have done. See? Okay. What does this look like to you? More okay. rain. More <laughs> rain. Slightly damp with some precipitation lightly. Mm-hmm. What are we going to go with, Miss Corrie? What was one of the most popular ways Ooh. to tell the future in ancient Egypt? You're going to kick yourself when I give you the answer. Probably. Mm. There have to be so many. There were lots of them. This was very popular. I'm going to have to step in and say, and this has come up many times on our show, and was very common, it's scatomancy. No. It was. Going through the motions, going through the... Evacuation. The evacuation. Mm. You're going to be lucky with the number eight. How did you manage to dot the I? Lucky with the number two. Lucky. (laughs) Look out for a large... a poop cobra (laughs) i tried writing 21 but i just couldn't get there in the same way i just couldn't dot the i on adrian at the end just a bridge Uh. a bridge too far (laughs) one two one is the official end score for cribbage anyone played cribbage yes i love it there is no such thing as a friendly game of cribbage is there if anyone's interested, a Chinese checkers board has 121 holes, which makes it a devilishly difficult instrument to get a tune out of. Someone had to sit and count that. You'd think it'd be an even number, wouldn't you? There are 121 holes on a Chinese checkers board. Now we come to our favourite part of the show. Favourite? I love it. You love the mailbag, don't you? Mailbag. Mailbag. It's all your letters, your comments, your emails from the last week. We love reading out. What you have to say about the show. Yay! (laughs) Nathan's had a lot of sugar. (laughs) Get the restraints. (laughs) There are people moving in as we speak. I'll be sorry to see him go, to be honest. Robbie and our regular listener in New York. Hello, Robin. We love you. Who has adopted a regular comment position on our show recently. So cute. Posted, I love you, Heather and Michelle. Yes. I love Adrian's corny jokes. No. <laughs> I didn't think they were, but, you know. Jokes? I'm no, happy nor to did we. <laughs> I didn't think. I didn't think they were corny. But, oh, there you go. If you're playing the bell bunk and small drinking game early on in the proceedings, you can now have a double, apparently. Who knew? Triple could be imminent. Two for the price of one. 
I love Adrian's mother snoring from the next room. I love Nathan's belly laughing from under the table. <laughs> That's where we keep him. Yes. <laughs> now for a question, because I always have at least one. What does Adrian's father do while all this hilarity is happening? Yes, what does he do? What does he do? My mother... When this was written on Facebook this week, mm -hmm. and you can visit our Facebook site, More Questions Than Answers, with Adrian Lee. How many radio hosts do you know has their mother chipping in on Facebook to answer some of these questions? That Just, was adorable. It's Just quite you. remarkable. When I was a small child, probably about five or six, our teacher asked to draw, get us to draw a picture of what our fathers did for a living. And I yeah. had no clue. I knew it was something electronic electrics i have no do i mean do you know what you're unless your dad is a fireman a policeman well, farmer a stripper you know he can combine all those things i'm not sure the farmer stripper is the way to go necessarily mm, but perhaps in minnesota Ugh. that might tick a few boxes i had no clue what my dad did for a living he just came from home from work at six o'clock and had his dinner and we watched planet of the apes so it's all good so i wrote down in an act of desperation that my dad for a job fixed my toys Oh. And I had a picture of him, I drew it in crown, and there he was with a broken car and a hammer fixing my toys. So, of course, when parents' evening <laughs> rolls around, toys. That was so he mends toys. My mother yeah. wrote this on Facebook as a response yes, she did. to what my dad does while this hilarity is taking place. And at parents' evening, my parents came up to the school, and my teacher showed them the drawing and said to my dad, what do you actually do? Because Adrian thinks you mend toys for a living. <laughs> and he said he worked for a big fat guy with a long beard with a red and white costume. <laughs> Work was very busy around Christmas time. Yeah, of course it was. <gasps> but whilst my mother's snoring in the room next door, my dad's in a rocking chair making toys for Christmas, apparently. Yeah. So nice. there is the answer. Mm -hmm. Jeffy Milwaukee sent us another great selfie Those with himself. So good. Hi, Love Jeff. it. Holding a coffee, listening to last week's show and looking like he's having yep. more fun than is legally available in Milwaukee. C.F. Elliott from Canada posted another great show tonight, kids. I don't know how you do it, mm. but each show tops the last. You really need to have a show on the television. <laughs> I like the idea. That <laughs> I, we, we that'd have, be so awesome. We could have a show where we do a paranormal investigation and then we have it filmed where we're around a desk like we are now with microphones going out on air and then discussing such things and having fun and frivolity. So if you know a TV executive, then you can pass him on to us and we've got good ideas. Tanya, our good friend in Australia, said hi, hi to you all. From Aussie land, she's written Waves. You gave me a shout-out on the show. Thank you. Well, you get a second one in a yes. row now. Oh, no. This is good times. Things will change when England play Australia in the cricket this winter coming up for the Ashes. Ooh. We won't mention that. <sighs> we are available, as mentioned before, if you go to Facebook and search for more questions and answers. With Adrian Lee, we have 5,900 followers on there. All of the stories, all of the banter, the photographs, the cartoons, the laughter, the video footage, my mother chipping in with comments <laughs> proud of her son working in deepest darkest minnesota on a paranormal radio quiz show hi everything, jenny hi jenny <laughs> everything is on there for you i'm going to mention mike as well mike's a regular listener in minneapolis he's an hi, aircraft mike. aircraft engineer so hi to mike as well 
You can go to SoundCloud. Our archives are on there. We have been doing this show for four years and no one's taking us off air. No one's giving us a hefty fine. If you're traveling, if you're walking the dog, if you're in the gym, if you're currently trying to fix aircraft in Minneapolis, then you can go to SoundCloud. Our archives are there. You can listen to the show back to back for free. And if you're listening now on SoundCloud.com, MQTA Radio, why not give us a little love heart? Why not press the little orange heart to show us how much you love the show? And remember, we do an extra 20 to 25 minutes of the show at the top of the hour that doesn't go out on air because it's filled with innuendo, filth. Ooh, it's filthy. all the stories from around the world that we can't read out in our regular time slot. But nope. when Dirty. we archive the show, gloves yeah. are off and everything's possible, right? Because you'll find everything in the archives you're also available on itunes stitcher and tune in if you'd love to write reviews for the show we would be very grateful you can listen first of course on darkmatterdigitalnetwork.com at 8 p.m central time to hear the show first join us on a friday night 190 countries all over the world 100 thousand listeners and don't forget to share that if you're listening now why not post what you're listening to and spread the word we'd be very grateful we have a twitter account at adrian underscore lee underscore tips that's t-i-p-s that has ninety-four thousand followers at the moment and remember if you wish to donate to the show this show is free it will always be free but we have a donation site if you go to patreon.com and search for mq ta radio you can donate a dollar for every show a very minimal amount sure. but that pays for our studio expenses paper and all of the costs soundcloud <laughs> oh. and soundcloud all and of paper. those sites do require money on there we want to keep the show free of course but mm -hmm. if you donate a pound it means you can then access everything from that point onwards oh yeah the the new shows are put up within a day or two right. after they've aired like so. immediately yeah. This is true. So everything's there for you. If you wish to go to patreon.com and search for MQTA Radio, we would be very grateful. My latest book, Mysterious Midwest, Unwrapping Urban Legends and Ghostly Tales from the Dead, is now available. You can get that on Amazon and on all good bookshops. There's a forward written by David Ellefson, the award-winning bassist and Emmy winner from Megadeth has written a forward for that book if you wish to purchase that that has been very popular this summer and you can read all the reviews on there if you wish to do so and remember we currently have an exhibition in Redwood Falls in southwest Minnesota it is at the Redwood Falls Museum and Poor Farm it's an exhibition on the history of ghost hunting the history of paranormal activity there's possessed goals Ouija boards the axe the axe yeah. There's all kinds of murder weapons and history, mayhem, murder, mysteries. Yeah. It's all there in that exhibition. It's just $5 to get in. And the profits from that exhibition will be going to charity. The non-profit organization is the Redwood County Historical Society and the Southwest Crisis Center. We're doing lots of magical and wondrous things. And, of course, I want to mention Martin in New York as well. Martin. Hi, Martin. Martin has created an amazing online auction site called Martin's Online Auctions. It's on Facebook. There is everything on there from living dead dolls to 80s metal concert T-shirts, the unusual, strange, intriguing and bizarre. Go and have a look at what is morbidly fascinating. These items are just a couple of clicks away from owning. Remember, Martin's Online Auctions on Facebook. You've already shown good taste by listening to this show 
Now you can surround yourself with good taste as well. Yeah. We had mm. some fun this last weekend, didn't we? We did. We're always on the road, aren't we? A lot. Did about 50... I'm always at work. You're always at work. <laughs> well, when we were on the road, we're at work, of course, because we're doing readings, we're doing expos, we're doing paranormal investigations all over the I would have loved to come with you guys this weekend. Sounds like so much fun. We found ourselves in Cedar Rapids. We did. In deepest darkest iowa mm. god that's a painful drive it is a whole lot of <laughs> land you're just looking for electric poles to break up the <laughs> landscape at that point aren't you but we went to a big expo it was a psychic and wellness weekend i did lots and lots of readings fully booked up on both days and a big thank you to all the ladies that i did readings for and came to help me including christy christy from des moines she was very grateful and we had a lot of fun doing our readings Oh, would you like me to talk about my stall? Yes, you had a stall there, didn't you? You were I, selling. Lots of stuff. With Adam and Sarah, Amazing good friends. Stuff. Heather is, can I just say, Heather is an absolute amazing artist. Just brilliant. Uh -huh. I am brilliant. Yes. Yes, apparently. <laughs> You've never won a show, but we'll... No, I was actually selling dead fairies, and I thought I'd try something different, and I coined the term terrible teddies. They're teddy bears that have basically oh. been horrid up. And some have appendages. Some have <laughs> eyeballs on sticks. They're gnawing at fingers. Ears in pockets. <laughs> Just like right. normal bears in actuality. And I'll be darned if I didn't sell out completely the thing is when someone buys one of your bears yeah holding gnawing a finger with yep. the teeth and all the blood they walk around their little girl <laughs> yes this cute little girl with pigtails oh, looking very like sweet seven six Adorable. or seven yeah. is dragging this giant teddy bear giant. around the expo yeah <laughs> and everyone's thinking where, where do you get that teddy bear from this is good good pr isn't it it's selling your product well the thing is that um i noticed something a lot of adults loved them, and a lot of kids just adored them. And what I noticed was, at first they were afraid, and I said, don't be afraid of these teddy bears. Well, at first they were afraid. They were petrified. That's right. And I told them, these teddy bears actually eat monsters. And then all of a sudden their eyes got really big, <gasps> yeah. and they loved them. I, I will say to you that the original Ghostbusters was the teddy bear, wasn't it? Because when you're snuggled up as a little kid and there's monsters in yep. your room, the original Ghostbuster is actually a teddy bear, is it not? Sure, yeah, absolutely. Well, what have you got there? What happened? Okay, so um, this one lady had come up and she had probably a four or five-year-old little boy and he fell in love with this one particular bear. And it was just the one. Didn't he just like... He just loved the it. one. There was a few left at that time and he just loved this one. So she wrote me an email. And I'd like to read it to you because I was very touched by it. She said, good morning. I wanted to reach out and thank you for the teddy bear we purchased at the Cedar Rapids Expo you were at. My son fell in love with one of your terrible teddies and you were so kind and sold it to us even though I was short on the money for him. I've been battling getting Mason to sleep in his own room for a while, especially these last two weeks. Since we brought this monster-eating bear home, he has slept in his room on his own for two nights in a row. It doesn't seem like much, but for us expecting a baby in a week, it is relieved some of the stress of the sleepless nights battling him too. So again, thank you so much for having such a creepy, creative art. We love it, and I am sure I will have to find a way to purchase some more 
monster-eating bears. We'll have to find out. Love it. What her baby is, and then perhaps <gasps> oh, she could call send it. her one. The pic. There's pictures. Oh, there's posted pic- as well, and the ch- he- Mason is adorable and he loves it he's holding it all the time he's he asleep a- in his car seat with it this oh. is iowa by the way isn't it i will i will preface oh, everything we do by saying this is <laughs> iowa they are adorable and i love the fact that kids love them they they think they're fabulous i like the dead fairies the catching them's the easy part it's the killing i can never get used to <laughs> can i say what heather brought me back from the expo vlad is a bat Skeleton, skeleton in a lantern. I get yes. the impression. I do readings. I write the books, How to Be a Christian Psychic. I'm sat there being all light and happiness, doing my <laughs> readings, banishing the darkness. I am the sun forcing the darkness out of the way. Uh-huh. You're creating business for me. You two are providing the darkness, which I'm then battling to get rid of on the next stall. See how that works. I work in the shadows. That's right. And I work in the light, which is why you're currently losing, apparently. <laughs> and I work on the pole. Nice. <laughs> Everybody's happy. But we did a great investigation. Not only did I do all those readings, not only did you sell a lot of horror bears, we actually did an investigation Saturday night. That's true. This is the Granger House. You can look this up. It's the Granger House. It's in Marion in Iowa. Uh And we did a very impromptu investigation with the members of my team, the International Paranormal Society. And we got a lot of activity. I think we'll leave that till next week and we'll talk about the activity because we might be able to post some of the evidence. One last thing I want to discuss. One of our good friends, Adam, who's a team leader and tech expert Uh who's based in Iowa. Yes. Very kindly. He he chews. I, I've never known this. This doesn't oh, happen. In Britain, we do not have about. chew. We do not chew Snooze. tobacco. We have snuff, but you'd have to go to some very fancy and posh tobacconist mm. to pick that up. Uh-huh. I'm a sponge. I'm a cultural sponge. I want to try everything there is in the world. Oh, God. No. At least once. Oh, wow. So I said to Adam, would you mind, because I've never chewed anything in my life like that. I smoke the odd cigar occasionally. Don't tell my mother. She's and not listening. She's don't not worry. listening. She's snoring. I know she's <laughs> Don't tell my mum. Don't wake her up to tell her. I Give smoke. her another gin and tonic. Smoke, quick, yeah, quick, through spat. A, through a funnel. <laughs> quick, someone find an onion. So, God. I don't want to be there when that happens. So, ultimately, Adam says to me, take a pinch, push it in your bottom lip. And I'm thinking, okay, how bad can it be? Within like three or four minutes, my mouth is on fire, like I've just drunk liquid napalm. That's the first thing. <laughs> the hit, the buzz, is so bad that I stood up to try and spit it out, and I fell over and was rolling around <gasps> their backyard. That is very true. And like I, a bug? I couldn't even speak. I couldn't talk. I'm going... Uh, uh, uh. He couldn't walk. No. And he tried to walk Did behind their fence. Did you film it? No, we should oh. No. And he fell over, and it was freaking hilarious. Well, I bent over to try and remove it from my mouth, and I fell headfirst into the flower bed. <laughs> Face plant. So I'm sat there surrounded by hostas, not being able to talk. Oh, it was oh, Adrian, that's hilarious. One sandal flew up into the air and went into next door's yard. It was oh, uh, that quite, happen. quite remarkable. So that's not happening again. Like I said, I'm glad I'm a cultural sponge, but once... Is more. I don't know how he does it. How do people chew all day I long and no still idea. function you and get things done? You weren't right for 30 minutes, I swear. Oh, I had to lie there looking up at the stars, and I thought I'll catch the world next time it comes around. <laughs> yeah, it's not my thing. We have a quiz. It is more questions than answers. The only paranormal quiz show anywhere 
in the well. And this is the first round that is Ghosts and Hauntings. Michelle is on two. I'm yet to score. And Heather is also on two. For knowing about onions and Egyptology. Onions. My sister's an Egyptologist. She'd That's have right. got That's all amazing. of those right. Celebrity Big Brother viewers spotted what appeared to be ghostly orbs hovering around Derek Okora after the TV psychic revealed he's taking his spirit guide Sam into the house with him. The most haunted star made a shocking revelation about his contact with the spirit world and fans seemed to have spotted proof that he was telling the truth. Derek was among the stars who headed into the iconic compound last night to kick off the latest series of the Fly on the Wall show. But before he walked into the new house, he revealed a special guest would be accompanying him. Does this mean he gets paid twice? If I say to you, I'm going to go into the Big Brother house, you're going to have to pay me $50,000. Oh, and I've got my spirit guide with me. That's another $50,000. $25,000. He's only half there. What about the ventriloquist that goes in with the dummy or the mannequin? Do they get paid twice as well? What happens then? Ooh, More questions than question. answers. Yeah. Derek mentioned his spirit guide named Sam in the entrance video and was then quizzed about him by host Emma Willis. So wait a second. He's not actually investigating. He's actually in the house. As a celebrity. For real? With oh. other kind of C-list celebrities. Want to be no. pop stars, soap stars that haven't worked for 10 years. Gross. Serious? Wives of soccer stars. I wouldn't even do that. The usual kind of detritus. <laughs> well, it's lucky you've not. I'd do, any, I'd do that for 50000 I have to say. Well. Uh. Yeah, see, you're starting to change your mind already. He then revealed he expected to attract... Plenty of ghostly presences during his time in the house. Derek said, because a lot of people have actually worked in these grounds over a long time and the residual energy of their physical state stays here. Viewers are now convinced he's right as they spotted what appeared to be ghostly orbs hovering around him in the house. The video clip of Derek talking to the other housemates shows a strange white object suddenly appear beside him. The orb appears to hover close by as Derek gets to know his new pals and looks as if it's floating behind Trisha Paytas. Derek rose to fame. You can whisper it. It still counts. <laughs> at least you at least it I got through. It just makes me mad. It's bunk. It's lame. If you're playing the snort, bell and bunk drinking game, you're more than welcome to take a shot Grodka. as we speak. Take a grodka. Derek rose to fame by making psychic predictions on the television in the 1990s. He claims to be able to communicate with the dead and has visited many spooky locations with camera crews for his show Most Haunted. What they fail to say is the fact that everything's filmed in the house through a one-way mirror. There's no film crew there. It's just a house with one-way mirrors. So you can see what's going on in the house, but they see a reflection of themselves in the house. It's a smudge on the mirror. There's dirt oh, on the mirror. Oh, you've seen it? I have seen it. I think it's a smudge. You know what my opinion is. Well, based on his television show, every, anything can be done in post. You know, it's like ridiculous. I think they film it live, but you're absolutely right. Mm. Things can be done after the event but i don't think that's paranormal but you can no. tell for yourselves i just thought it was interesting yeah. that Derek Okora is going to be in the big brother house <laughs> people are going to ask him questions about their deceased loved ones aren't they mm -hmm. so it's going to be worth looking on to see how he gets out of that what he does whether he actually gets detail nows it and all of the details that surround that you're smiling miss morris no i just think it's i'm bunk. smirking i just mm. think it's set up a ghost is here 
or a dirty smear you decide visit our facebook site more questions than answers with adrian lee to see the video and the story in full i should give myself two points for being informative and a little bit spooky Miss Morris, what have you got for me tonight in the round of ghosts and hauntings? Well, a train operator has gone to creepy lengths to make sure passengers don't clip their toenails <gasps> or block train doors during their commute. Who clips their toenails on a train? Can you imagine you're sat there eating a <laughs> banana and someone clips their toenails like... And suddenly your banana suddenly falls in half because the toenails flown through the air. I saw it on a plane once. What, what? someone... Cutting their toenails. Oh, I used to be able yep. to chew mine when I was if, little. Uh, Me too. <laughs> I've seen true. your toenails. You could climb a tree with those <laughs> like a koala. Catch your dinner. <laughs> you never cease to amaze me, Miss Morris, the things that you come out with. So you both chewed on your toenails when you were little. There's a picture of me doing it. <laughs> she was 23 at the time, to be fair. It's part of the act. Yeah. If she could still do it, she'd be married right now. Yeah. Well... The firm posted photos online of a possessed doll called Annabelle riding a train to scare customers into behaving themselves. (laughs) It's said that the scary-looking figure from the new horror film will haunt them forever. Ever? If they display bad manners and fail to respect fellow passengers. The doll was wearing a white dress with a little red bow and a decorative rose and had its hair in pigtails when it was pictured on a seat and perched atop a ticket barrier. In fact, it was the latest effort by Rapid KL, a public transit operator in Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia, to discourage inconsiderate behavior. How does a spooky doll sat there stop you from cutting your toenails? Because they posted a sign with the spooky doll. Oh, that said, don't cut your toenails. I will hunt you forever. So there's all these people going around now, not wanting to cut their toenails for fear of being possessed. Or pick their nose or whatever. Oh, there's a long list of things you can't do. Oh, yes. Yes, there's... Oh, extensive. Chew, Mr. Lee. Yeah. No chewing. No No, chewing. No rolling around with a hostess for me. Gum. That's true. The firm wrote on Facebook, Dear valued customers, lately we've been receiving surprise visits from Annabelle. Mind your manners while you're on our trains, or she will haunt you forever. Ever? Yeah. The post has gone viral and has been shared more than 25,000 times. Many users thought the message was hilarious, but some admitted they were creeped out. One user wrote, oh my god. (laughs) This will really freak me out. Especially when it starts moving. Yeah. Yeah, I know, right? And its eyes move from side to side and all that. Another one added, imagine children having to face those evil-spirited dolls when taking the train. It would affect them for the rest of the life. Let's hope so. The doll was put on the train as a publicity stunt for the new film, Annabelle Creation. Now, the original mm. Annabelle doll, I believe, was actually a Raggedy Ann doll. But the, is, is Annabelle like Chucky? Is it the same kind of concept? No, it's, it's like a porcelain doll type yeah, thing. Yeah, imagine the worst but kind is, of porcelain doll. is it possessed doll. by the devil and kill people? And I think so, yeah. yeah. You always leave this show with more than you arrive with. 
I think. Yeah. <laughs> there are more ghostly stories this week. A pop star and model got the fright of her life after fans spotted what they believe was a black-eyed ghost child photobombing her selfie. Really? Milo, 22, was stunned when an apparent image of a little girl's face appeared behind her during a pool party. Milo was unaware... <laughs> Of the eerie ghost until fans spotted it on a video that was uploaded to Milo's Instagram page, which has more than 60,000 followers. One wrote, oh my God, I see it. Another said, so many cute girls, but seriously, what is that ghost thing in the background? Milo later posted, this is actually quite scary. I didn't even know anything about this at the time. A poll surrounded by lots of naked models this is the next door neighbor isn't it looking through the bushes this is where we are probably i had to revisit the video several times before i saw it me too actually by the way it is very strange how it is there one minute but gone the next life is like that in many ways milo was having a dip in the pool at one of her pals in vancouver canada's house when the ghost allegedly appeared Hundreds of ghosts have been reported in the area for the past 50 years. Milo added, I believe the ghost exists. Growing up in China, it was very common that spirits were discussed and considered in some contexts real. I remember distinctly being told not to play or go swimming in water alone because ghosts are present in the water and anything could happen. A ghost that sank or a neighbor having a look. You decide. (laughs) Visit our Facebook site. More questions and answers with Adrian Lee. I shall give myself a further Mm. two points because I'm in charge. Michelle, what have you got for me tonight in the round of ghosts and hauntings? A dopey burglar has been spotted making a bizarre getaway when he disguised himself as a ghost. To sneak away past CCTV cameras. You can see easy to do. You just put a sheet over your head and run around with a gun saying, put the money in the bag. <laughs> can happen. The, the thief was trying to escape a block of flats in southeastern China when he realized he was being filmed. Hilarious footage shows the intruder climbing a set of stairs and peering around the corner into the hall. But when he spots a CCTV camera mounted on the wall in front of him, the man dressed in dark colors, quickly ducks back behind to cover himself. He disappears back down the stairs as he tries to figure out how to make it past the camera. It takes the unnamed burglar around 20 minutes to come up with his bizarre master plan. He returns in what appears to be a ghost costume, wrapped in what looks like a white sheet. Nice, see? I have the mind of a criminal. (laughs) Yes. Mastermind. Criminal. You've been hit by, you've been struck by a smooth Aboriginal. We had to shave him. Not a hair left on the guy. He wriggled um, around a lot, but we got there in the end. Then yeah. we sent him to Egypt. And then we sent yes. him to Egypt with a nice bag of onions. Everyone's happy. <laughs> His cat died, apparently. I Evidently. thought it was the best thing to do. Yes. He was looking for Emerald City. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and ruby slippers. We're going to read his fortune when he goes to the toilet. Oh, God. You're going to be shaved by three radio hosts in the middle of the night. <laughs> I and, do it. And your cat's going to die. No, no. Mm-hmm. The thief shuffles slowly past the camera like a ghostly apparition before fleeing the scene. Cops were later called to the block of flats and discovered he had cut down a curtain to make his spooky costume. But officers were able to identify the bungling burglar because 
he had looked directly at the camera before darting back to don his dodgy get-up. The burglar, who failed to take anything from the property, was tracked down by police. Well, then he's not a burglar, is he? Exactly. He's just a guy wearing a sheet. And that's the last thing we would do, right? What? Do you remember we was at Edinburgh Manor in Scotch's Grove in Mm. Iowa? The Edinburgh Manor was one of the first episodes of Series 7, I think, on Ghost Adventures. Yeah. And we happened to have a shower curtain in the back of the car. Yeah. And oh we thought God. it'd be funny to run around the cemetery with a shower curtain over our head, and a car came What's by. What's this we? <laughs> <laughs> this place is in the middle of nowhere. What's a car didn't we? go by in like three hours, so I thought it'd be funny to run around the cemetery with a shower curtain on my head, <laughs> and then a car went by and ended up in a ditch. <laughs> Did you go see if they were okay? No, we ran. (laughs) You make me so proud. That is the International Paranormal Society, a very professional body of individuals. Oh, God dear, you can drink the whole bottle. Look at that. Wow. Empty the bottle. Don't bother with the shot glass. You've got half a bottle there still. Oh, my God. It was bad news for everyone. (gasps) Oh, my God. Can you imagine the story he's got to tell, though, when he gets to the bar, right? When he gets home, you'll never believe what I've just seen. Because people know the area's haunted. (laughs) I should give you points, Michelle. Thank you. You You're up to a very resplendent four as we remove into the round. That is UFOs and cryptozoology. It's green men and hairy beasties bizarre objects spotted floating in the sky above cornwall are splashed across social media but all is not as it seems the black object has been spotted over Truro, fistral beach in nuki and by a surfer off the cornish coast in nuki 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 if aliens did eventually decide to invade earth it's tough to predict where they'd head first not nuki that's for sure that's like a wild west town i actually saw as I was going down Main Street in Newquay, the sight of a man <laughs> being thrown through a window of a bar like a Wild oh, no. West. It is. The place is like a, everyone goes to holiday. I saw that in Ireland. Yeah, yeah. It's impressive. If the UFO landed in Newquay, they'd soon be told where to go. This week, UFO spotters reckon they had the answer. England's own West Country. After people started sharing footage of a mysterious-looking object floating across the coast. Over the last couple of days, the strange, shimmering black object has been spotted over Truro City Centre, over the A30, above Roche Rock, and by a surfer off the sea of coast of the Cornish coastline. The sightings were all part of a giant spoof by Cornwall's Eden Project, who enlisted locals to share the footage online. The attraction launches its new Journey into Space attraction on Thursday, and the various spottings are part of a big publicity stunt. There were more sightings on Tuesday, with many more people commenting on social media that it looked like a swarm of birds or insects but sadly we haven't made contact with life forms on other planets just yet it's just an elaborate hoax a spokesman for the eden project told sun online it's true we have a galaxy of ways to tell the story of space at eden this summer to coin a phrase the truth is out there waste of time or waste of time you decide If you visit our Facebook site, more questions and answers with Adrian Lee, Miss Morris. Did you just tell a story that was a complete hoax? Yes. 
When you say, though, as a ufologist and professional ghost hunter, and I use the word professional in its broadest possible sense, that you want Very to broad. see what things are in terms of hoaxes as well. You want to see the positive plus the negative You're to, trying to, to justify judge. your points. Of course I am, and I'm going to give myself <laughs> another two. Oh. I'm now on six. Oh. Your story was bunk. It was. Two points to me. Hurrah! <laughs> Miss Morris, what have you got for me tonight in the round of UFOs and cryptozoology? In a brief interview published by Vice on Wednesday, actor Yafet Kato, star of more than a few great <gasps> films, including Alien, opens up about his lifelong UFO experiences. Mm. I've only told my wife, my rabbi, and my psychologist. Your rabbit. I've only told the rabbit, the trolls at the bottom of the garden, and my psychologist. (laughs) Oh, that's your story. The 77-year-old actor reveals to Noel Ranson. This is the first time I'm talking about it. Cotto's experiences began as a child when he briefly encountered an entity in his own home, which he describes as being at least five or six feet tall with an elongated head. That could be a ghost. doesn't have to be an alien. That is true. He states that he's been seeing anomalous things ever since, including multiple witness sightings of a UFO as big as the Yankee Stadium turned upside down. The thing blotted out the entire sky, he says. Perhaps most interesting, although Ransom doesn't pursue the angle much, is Cotto's description of a sighting brought on by meditation. I believe that I contributed to those things that were flying above my garage, he says, adding later that UFOs would show up as if by his request. I think Sounds that can happen. Weird. No, you I've, think so? I've interviewed people before really? that have asked to be visited by aliens, put it out there. Yeah. yeah. And within the week, they're being probed, and it was the worst moment of their life. I be have careful. no interest in that. I never. Mm-mm. What you wish for would be my advice. Really? That has happened, yeah. I've heard that Do not too. put the intention out there if you don't want sharp contact, I would suggest. Well, he said, I really don't care whether anyone thinks I'm delusional, says the actor, who notes that he has nothing to promote at the moment, so he wants to get that out of the way. He also said, my delusion is over. Huh. And his rabbit thinks he's mad as well, apparently. Oh, you're terrible. I shall give you points for being informative and a little bit... Spooky or now up to a very, very impressive eight, actually. Really? We have just under 10 minutes to go. We run into the round. It is the strange and the bizarre. We're going to squeeze in as many stories as possible. These are the stories from around the world that are strange, that are bizarre, but don't fit easily into any other category, but are too good not to read out on air. Michelle, why don't you jump in and get yourself some points in the round of S&B? A 63-year-old woman became pregnant with 12 baby squid. Nice. After eating calamari. Well, I'm glad she was eating it and not doing anything else. (laughs) (laughs) You know she's been banned from SeaWorld. She can't go near the place. Oh, my God. That's disgusting. Put the squid down and no one gets hurt. Do you think she was covered in ink afterwards? Uh, She (laughs) she never had to refill her pen. Nice. She swallowed. Oh. Controversial. According to a claim in a biotech report, the real-life Octomom from South Korea was eating a portion of cooked whole squid when she felt a sharp pain in her mouth. Can I make the suggestion it wasn't cooked well enough at this point? I just thought I'd throw that. It's a little underdone, isn't it? 
The bizarre claim has been made in a scientific paper from the National Center for Biotechnology Information in Bethesda, Maryland. The lady told doctors that she could feel something in her mouth, which they described as bug-like organisms. This is alien again. It's come up again two yeah, stories in a row. Sea yeah, bugs. Mm -hmm. When examined, the doctors found baby cephalopods attached to her mouth. These are small pods covered in a cement-like material to make them stick. Inside the pods is an ejaculatory apparatus and sperm, with the apparatus expelling the sperm quite forcefully. Keep going. Make it up. Keep going. <laughs> make wish, it up. I wish I could make it up. After the victim of the attack was hospitalized... It's not an attack. You're eating the bloody yeah, thing at right. that stage. I mean, mm -hmm. I think you've won yeah. at that Who's point, haven't you? Who's attacking what? Yes, yeah. I'm eating you at this stage. Mm. I'm winning. Doctors removed the baby cephalopods from her gums, tongue, and cheek. Ooh. It was only then that the pods were formally identified as squid spermatophores. I'd keep them. I'd have them in a tank. Oh, I'd yeah. give them names. This mm -hmm. one's Gavin. This one's Colin. Look yeah. at Gary at the back. That's disgusting. He's shy. Doesn't Still want to disgusting. come out very often. Western culinary fans need not worry. Internal organs are usually removed before consumption. Well, that's, that's a start, nice. isn't it? Fantastic. Yay. Well, that makes me feel a whole lot better about eating calamari. I still think that's no. undercooked at that point, isn't it? Never. Never going to eat it? Don't like it. Like chewing on elastic I bands. like it. No, I'll eat my headband. <laughs> <laughs> I swallowed a rubber band once and went to the toilet three times <laughs> in the same day. This is true. <laughs> Many people fantasize about retiring and running their own boutique hotel. But what about a haunted, clown-themed hotel <gasps> Oh my God! built next to an ancient graveyard? Nope. America's creepiest overnight stay, Clown Motel, is on the market for $850,000, which is cheaper than a flat in London. There's something funny about this. Located... <laughs> it is because I'm reading it out. Located next to an old cemetery in the former mining town of Tonopah, Nevada, the 31-room hotel is often booked out. I've actually been there. I've seen it. I've been to Tonopah. Really? Yeah. Oh. It's popular with ghost hunters, clown fans. Yes, they do exist. And people have become obsessed with a big top sleepover after seeing the hotel featured on creepy websites. The hotel is located between the major cities of Reno and Las Vegas, so it's ideal for people fancying one last gamble on their way home from Sin City. But while most people's blood would run cold at the prospect of spending a night in the Clown Motel, current owner Bob Pacetti says it's a very pleasant place to spend time. He claims that he has never had any problems with ghosts or the clowns he's decorated his business with. And he's keen to explain he doesn't talk to the human effigies that line the walls of his business, although there are a vase of flowers in each room that squirts water in your face. <laughs> <laughs> the doors fall off all of the rooms and the restaurant only sells custard and cream pies. Oh. Bob, who has run the Clown Motel for 22 years, told local news station it's been one of the scariest motels in the US. And that's saying something because I've seen some scary <laughs> motels in the US. The Clown Motel is next to a cemetery that was opened in 1901 and was closed 10 years later with 300 bodies buried 
within. He said, I'm going to miss the clowns when I sell the place, but I'm going to come back and visit my clowns. So if you buy it, you can't do anything with them. He's going to keep an eye on them, which is what you want, isn't it? If you sell a property, the owner to come back and inspect it every month. Every room is (laughs) rammed full of clowns. And it's said that some guests are forced to cover them with towels before they go to sleep so they can relax with no eyes on them. That's like your wedding night, Michelle, in many ways. A little bit, yeah. Yeah, you had to cover it with a towel, didn't you? (laughs) Clown motel or hell no. You can Hell visit no. that story on our <laughs> Facebook site. More questions than answers mm, nope. with Adrian Lee. Miss Morris, you can squeeze in the last story of the night in the round of Strange and Bizarre. Well, did you know there's an art to actually applying fake eyelashes? And you need a steady hand. Some glue. Patience. An onion. Precision. A dead cat. And good eyesight, which you don't have, so you're kind of screwed. Anyway, good (laughs) eyesight. Wow. (laughs) At least it's not racist this week. It's just my abnormalities. (laughs) Good eyesight is actually key. You don't want to fudge it up and spend all day looking ridiculous, do you? No. Nor do you want to say mistake a dead fly for your falsies and spend precious time trying to glue a deceased insect on your eyelid how many drinks have you had if you're looking to (laughs) spider where's my etymology collection gone oh god well, I had a transalpine club cricket in full mating colours here this morning. And what's, that, what's that on your eye? Well, it sounds actually pretty far-fetched, not to mention a little nausea-inducing. I like the way her husband's gone fishing with her eyelashes and yeah, caught loads of fish. Probably. What with flies having a fondness for rubbish, rotting matter, and number twos. Oh, that number what? two, it's popped up or no yes it's raised its ugly head again isn't it it just won't go down will it well still this actually did happen to molly robbins mom molly robbins mom yes it seems judy was attempting to apply her lashes without her glasses on and molly tweeted a photo of a dead critter next to her mom's lashes writing text from mom Having trouble sticking lashes on without her glasses. Turns out she was trying to glue a dead fly on her eyelid. I'm out. What country is this? I don't know. No. Time to clean the bathroom. (laughs) That is probably true. Well, if you squint at the picture and maybe look at it in a dark room, you can only see why the confusion might have arisen. Judy's not alone by mistaking insects for beauty items. One sympathetic woman added, I honestly nearly did it with a wee centipede once. How can you glue insects to your eyelid thinking it's your eyelashes? Have you seen eyelashes, fake ones? I know they don't look like centipedes and dead flies. That's all I need to know at that point. I'm going to glue one to your melon. I'll make sure I'm not sleeping anywhere near you anytime soon. We now enter the round that you can only access by finding us. In our archives, so well done you for searching the internet. I suspect you're probably on soundcloud.com at the moment. Why don't you press the little orange heart and tell us how much you love the show and share this with your friends on Facebook and on your media platforms. This is the round we call Not For Your Mother. It's the round we can't do on air because it's laden with filth, innuendo, sexual stories from around the world this week. That are not for your mother. If your mother's in the room and she's of a nervous disposition, 
why don't you send her next door to your father, who's currently sat there mending my toys? <laughs> a former professional sex doll repairman has lifted the lid on what happens to overused sex dolls, and it's not pretty. <laughs> That's a is terrible that, job. Is that, is that a toy repairman? <laughs> yeah, toy repairman. No wonder I never see my dad. <laughs> God, that guy. Works so hard. He works every minute of the day. I swear he works harder than a slave, that man. It's always broken. You never see him. God, he always looks tired and drained. I've never seen anyone work so hard. He enjoys his work. If he's a retired sex doll repairman, do you think he still likes to keep his hand in occasionally? Oh, no. Slade Fierro estimates he's patched up well over 100. (laughs) Of the pricey sex aids during his decade-long career, that's ten a year he's repairing. Hold a second. But he claims... How do you patch them again? I'm assuming some sort of puncture repair kit and some glue. Puncture repair kit? (laughs) Yes, and glue. (laughs) Duct tape. Duct tape. Good as new. I know her jaw was broken. (laughs) Gorilla glue. But I've got some gorilla glue and we're all good now. God, I think I'd almost like to see that video. Well, it is available. This is really currently. Let's go watch it right yes. after the show. It's on our Facebook site. More questions than answers no. with Adrian Lee. You can oh. watch the whole story in full. He claims after a decade-long career that it wasn't overuse that mostly left the three thousand five hundred sex dolls in tatters. It was bad storage, bad storage that ruins them. Like most things in life, if Ruined. you don't if you don't put it away properly. It's going to get broken. Well, where'd like, they put it? Slade explained if a person takes care of their doll, she'll last a very long time with regular use. They're not putting it away. Storage, cleaning, and care are key <gasps> in longevity, apparently. Not being stored properly, they can acquire pressure creases, which will end up turning into big tears and open rips that are sometimes irreparable. Hmm. If you want the rip not to spread any further, I think that's what your belly button's for. <laughs> what? If you've got a crack in some glass, you drill a hole at both ends, right? Is what I'm saying. What's wrong with you? Do they just shove it in the closet? Is it like... I think just left lying around on a beer can soaked floor in the sunlight is probably where we are, in the basement of your parents' house, wedged in the corner. It's like your car's rubber tires that get dry rotted. Okay. Oh. Yeah. yeah, and then you need to go and get some new ones. And yeah. he's the man to see. Those areas affected most are under the arms, behind the knees, at the crotch, and in what? the elbow. At the crotch? The elbow, armpit also. Any moving joint, the he joint. says. The joint, yeah. The crotch are moving the crotch joint. joint. What have I missed? <laughs> oh, no, I fractured my crotch joint. Quick, get a splint. That I've got a compound, like compound fracture of my crotch joint. What about the bum gina? Ball and socket. Bum <laughs> Yes. Let's go to the local hospital and say you fractured your bum gina. <laughs> and I've got the worst case of sticky willy you've ever seen. <laughs> Tune in next week, ladies and gentlemen, for the continuing story of sticky willy and bum gina. Could we get him on the show? It's possible. Do you think you'd like to come on board? You were asking questions. <laughs> oh, I don't know no. on board, but... No, you don't. Mm-mm. But he says this doesn't mean that every repair was as simple as just using some latex glue to repair a tear or a rip or replacing one of the doll's orifices. 
Orifices. She's very busy, apparently. She's got three working offices, according to the instructions. Oh, yes. Oh, boy. Would you just go to the second gland shop? <laughs> second gland shop. Where, where does one go <laughs> to get an orifice for a doll? Where does one pick that up? Where can... Well, look, it's winking at me on the shelf well, by I'm me. I'm sure that the manufacturer has a... Part selection. Surely, yeah, it's like going to get a carburetor, isn't it, or something? I'm or sure they're heavy in vaginas and anuses. Well, oh. why don't you just buy one of those? It'll save you money. And it should come with a couple extra. A spare one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think it should come with different sizes. There you go. You've got Korean. What? <laughs> Minnesotan. Minnesotan. Really? Korea's the most popular, apparently. No, don't you dare change a subject. Really? (laughs) Minnesota. I'll take two of the Minnesotans, please. You got them. Yep. I'll bring the semi round. (gasps) What? Yeah, but how would we know? Yeah. Good times. Slade was sent some dolls no. that were so badly damaged that he was left feeling incredibly uncomfortable to the point he refused to ever repair the customer's doll again. What could he have done to it? He recalls, I will tell you, I had a sexually violent man who literally shagged the left leg off of one of his dolls. He brought the doll to me twice for repair. After the second time, I told him never to contact me again. Just the left leg? That's a left leg fetish, apparently. Nice left leg, Michelle. I've been looking at it all evening. Thank you. Not so keen on the right one. I have to go now. Don't get me wrong. (laughs) I'd do the right one, but I'd be thinking of the left one. Yeah. That wasn't the only tricky client Slade had to deal with. And he admits there were other dolls who had clearly been treated badly. Dealing with some people's sexuality is a trying experience when it crosses our own lines. We have them, me included. Isn't it better, though, that these individuals do that with a doll rather than with an actual person? There's some sort of therapy taking place here, aren't you? Is this where we're going? I like to think so, but it's so much better with an inanimate object. Isn't that always the way? Slade, who now lives as a retired artist... So he's unemployed and smoking weed. First began repairing the dolls. He draws the doll. (laughs) (sighs) Mary, Jesus and Joseph. He says he began repairing the dolls after a search for a realistic female mannequin for him to dress elaborately in his hallway that led him to real dolls. He recalled a man I knew said to me, hey, you should get one of those silicon dolls with a vagina and boobs. What kind of man says that? Hi, you don't know me very well, but you should get one of those realistic-looking dolls. Wow. With a vagina there and boobs. Go. But go for the Korean, not the Minnesota, oh. my advice. After buying, a- he bought a second-hand one on eBay to start with. He contacted the U.S. company to source a repair kit and started his relationship with the company. A second-hand one. You'd want to put that in a bath of bleach to start with, well, would you not? Well, hold on. Why would you be a repairman for the others? <laughs> for the others? He's making I, money. He's making... These are worth $3,500. Do you 3, really want to touch it after where it's been? Well, I'm sure he's wearing gloves. Triple. Triple e- gloves. Hazmat suit. Biohazard mm-hmm. suit. Mm-mm. It's not for me. It's so happy I that I think we Slade, should get one. 
I'm glad you've got three thousand five hundred dollars. Well, to they burn. can't be that much secondhand if someone shagged the hell out of it. Look, this <laughs> one's got a leg missing. Right. You really want to go on eBay? That one's half and off. Buy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a good one. I think we should get one. This one's got no legs, but it's not a problem. No. <laughs> It so happened that Slade had we extensive. Can put it in a wheelchair. Great. Look at Ironside sat over there. You wouldn't have to worry about buying Ironside. shoes, would you, to match the bag? It so happened that Slade had extensive anatomical experience due to some time working alongside a pathologist pal at the local morgue. So when he uploaded pictures wow. of his dull surgery to the site Slade's World, they looked eerily realistic. He's got problems, isn't he? There is a lot of problems to be had there. He started doing artwork with his dolls and making it look like it was a mole. Corpses is what he's doing. So he's taking kind of stage photographs of these dolls that look incredibly lifelike, doing surgery on them, laying out all the tools and all the surgical equipment, and then making it look like autopsy photographs. I do that. I kind of like that. And that's art, apparently, but you wouldn't want... A second-hand one is what I'm saying. No. If you wish to see that story informed by Jove, there are photographs that go with it. You need to visit our Facebook site, More Questions Than Answers, with Adrian Lee. Michelle. Is it a little disturbing? Have you seen the photos? Yes. It looks like Westworld, where the face is missing and you just see the Mm -hmm. eyeballs and stuff like that. If you remember the original one. I'm really getting into that show, by the way. I was thinking of the 1970s, 80s film, Your Brinner. Isn't that wow. the one where they take the faces off? You see the robot underneath. The Bionic Man. It looks yeah. a bit kind of cyborgish, but oh, in a very sure. 1970s, 80s kind of way is what I would say. Oh, that's kind of creepy. But apparently you can get them secondhand. Legs are extra. <laughs> <laughs> Left legs. Limbs. Limbs. <laughs> It'll cost you an arm and a leg. Oh, oh Heather. That's awesome. <laughs> Yay, Heather. I'm going to find out how much they cost. I can't compete with that. <laughs> Michelle, what have you got for me tonight in the round of Not For Your Mother? An alarming new product lets men seal their urethra shut before sex. Nice. Just what you want. Yep. Super glue. It's got to go somewhere. I mean, I know we've not got into this story yeah. more than the opening sentence. Carry on, Michelle, while I consider the concept of where it's going. Supposedly in order to protect their penises and stop anything from getting out. It's a bung, isn't it? Or some sort of cork. No, it's a sticker. It's a sticker. I hope it's a got what? a smiley face on it. Mm-hmm. The new product called Jiffy Tip has raised concerns among health experts who warn that there is no evidence that the penis sticker is safe or effective. Jiffy Tip is a trademark product described as an adhesive flexible sticker covering just the urethra for the containment of urine and semen. For how long? I've got some questions to ask you. All right. If you put a sticker over the end of it, once everything's pending and ready to you yeah. know, be apoplectic, no sticker's going to keep that in. That's like shaking up a two-litre bottle of Coca-Cola and just undoing the lid a little bit. Or does it swell like a water balloon? Well, it's been tested. Something's <laughs> got to... Well, once it's given, it's got to arrive, isn't it, somewhere? Well, you'd think it would hurt if it stays in. I don't see how it can stay I don't have a wiener, but... I don't have a sticker. And what if you're at your deepest moment and the sticker comes off? What happens then? How are you going to retrieve that? 
that could be problematic, couldn't it? The stickers, which there are... are more questions than answers. I'm sorry, I just I don't okay. see. It's like putting your hand over the end of the hose pipe and seeing the water flailing out in all directions. No sticker's going to keep that in, is it? You turn on the garden hose, put a sticker on the end. Let's see what happens next, shall we? Sure. Uh huh. The stickers, which are currently being sold in three packs for six dollars, so they're. So we could actually get some and try it on next week's show. <laughs> I'm busy next week, Heather. Yeah. <laughs> Whoop, there goes the sticker. Oh, I'm sorry. Was that a new blouse? They were designed to replace condoms as a more convenient and less intrusive way to cover yourself up. However, as the Jiffy Tip website notes, sealing your penis shut is not an effective form of contraception. So it doesn't work. <laughs> that won't be contraception then, will it? Ultimately, no. no. And health experts advise it's not safe either. The site's small print also notes that the product is not a condom and it is not approved for STIs or pregnancy prevention purposes. So it's a contraceptive that can't be used for pregnancy prevention. Right. Nice. But despite that, the controversial penis... Yes. Other than that, that, it's really good contraception. mm -hmm, The controversial penis stickers are sold with the slogan... Feel your partner. Feel freedom. Feel safe. Scratch and sniff. Oh, Mm. blueberries. Nice. This is curry. Mm. Sex doll. Bacon. (laughs) Mashed potatoes. Apple cinnamon. Mm. Dirt and sausage. Yeah, dirt and sausage. Earwax. (laughs) Oh, God. Any more? Sorry, I Rice started. pudding. Mm. <laughs> Cheddar cheese. Gyro. <laughs> what? <laughs> really? Mm. Gyro. Suspicious. Mm. smells good. Meatballs. Mm. No. I'm on a roll. Cheese and onion. Oh. <laughs> Pizza. Sour cream and chive. <laughs> Chocolate pudding. Anchovy. You guys haven't eaten. Pie. Pineapple. <laughs> banana. Banana. Chewing gum. Mm, wow. Have a banana. What Sweet tarts. <laughs> and relax. <laughs> have you got a cigarette over there? Yep. Nice. <laughs> this is... <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Keep going. This has prompted some some concern. Onion. Onion. Uh, Egyptian onion. Mm. Greek lemon. Okay. (laughs) Sour cream and onion. Cucumber. Barbecue beef. Shrimp. (laughs) Salt and plenty of vinegar. Sushi. Pickled herring, <laughs> clam, <laughs> oysters, taco, <laughs> crabs, <laughs> eel, <laughs> kippers, bullhead. <laughs> Did you say pickled herring already? <laughs> I'm, I'm ten deep in pickled herring. Lutefisk. <laughs> My bell's broken. I've broken the bell. Jay's got more. <laughs> oh, God. This one tastes of jism. 
<laughs> you sticker licker? <laughs> sticker sniffer. I didn't mean to lick it. It just came off. <laughs> Bumgina. What flavor's that? I don't know. No, no, no. Peaches. 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 We've got, I don't think there's anything left. We've gone through the entire jelly bean collection. There is nothing left. There is not a flavor left, is there? No. Nothing. We've done the whole works. Cotton candy. <gasps> Blueberry. I want to get to the bar. <laughs> this show needs to end. Hurry up. <sighs> this has promoted some concern among health experts, despite the disclaimers on the site that the Jiffy Tip is to be only used for pleasure enhancement and convenience. I don't understand that if it doesn't work anyway. There's going to be a lot of problems yeah. at some point in the future that they're advertising that as contraception, but in the small print it says it it's does not, not work. Cons- <laughs> the registered company behind the product, Sumina Global Limited. Sumi and what? <laughs> yeah, Sumina. Yeah. Have included a timeline of the Jiffy Tip's development on their site. They note that the Jiffy Tip began as a desperate attempt to avoid condoms. Oh, desperate, huh? And evolved into the product which is available to be beta tested soon. They should do what the ancient Egyptians used to do, and they used alligator dung. Oh, I thought you were going to say an onion. Well, onion was to see whether you were fertile or <laughs> oh. not. But alligator First dung. First the onion, then the alligator dung. They mixed honey mm-hmm. with alligator dung, popped it up. Apparently, the acid in the alligator dung was a very, very early form of spermicide. It actually worked, would you believe? Are you serious? 100%. I did research on the ancient Egyptians. We bring the show full circle back round to the beginning, Miss Morris, you have. Hold on a second. Mm -hmm. Here we are. So the crocs blocked the cocks, (laughs) is what you're saying. You spent an hour and 20 minutes working on this, haven't you? (laughs) Yes, they used a croc. Look at that face. I know. Mm. It makes me want to slap it. You already slapped me once. Yes, well, you were being lippy, weren't you? Mm. Don't make me tell you twice, Corrie. <laughs> what have you got for it me tonight? It was an accident. It was. She fell down sort the of. stairs twice. <laughs> I have uh, each and every wedding day has its own unique set of highlights, which once the confetti has been swept up, couples can relive through their... Photos. It's always fun, right? They're going to video the nuptials that evening. Maybe it was the speeches, or maybe it was the first dance. Perhaps it was the first time you see your other half. Or that time a random naked man photobombed you in your wedding photos. Yes! We got a streaker, kids. Wedding streakers. Caught them by the bones. Yes. This is what happened to the Marshalls on their big day, and it makes for a memorable wedding portrait. A beautiful, picturesque setting. Two people in love and some casual nudity. Luckily, the man in the photo, Robert Wallace, darn you, Bob, was a guest guest at the wedding. Rather than a local eccentric who goes around photobombing people in his birthday suit. It was a risky gambit. But as you can see from the photo, the couple saw the funny side. Friends were quick to express their admiration for Bobbert. Oh. Bobbert. <laughs> Little Bob? 
Did he catch the bouquet by any chance? <laughs> well, fortunately, he protected his modesty with a sock, and I think the sock was actually pink. I saw the photo. <laughs> <laughs> I hope for Bob's sake it was a basketball sock. <laughs> and not a bobby sock. <laughs> a booty. I'll take a wind sock, please. Wow. There's airports now, not knowing whether there's a crosswind, because I had to scale up the pole and take the wind sock. Mr. Lee, mm-mm. there were plenty of comments saying, only you, Bob, you haven't changed a bit, which makes me wonder why his grandma said that. Well, I'm yeah. sure she's... Yeah. I'm just kidding. I don't know. She's don't probably think... powdered it and put zinc cream on it. Yeah. Which makes me think, or at least them think, that he's done this kind of thing before. The bride even commented, Bob, I love this photo. Might get it on canvas. Enlarged. Yay! Nice. Big one. Wow. It was a big pink sock. Who's that in the background? <laughs> Is that your mother? Oh. It's Bobbert. It, it's Bobbert. I thought, I thought it was your mother looking pensive, but it turns out it was Bobbert. It actually was a quite funny photo. All you can see is him streaking and them turning around just rolling and his little butt cheeks running in his pink sock. Heather, you used to photograph weddings, right? Yeah, I never had that happen. Never had a streaker. Mm. What was your first to... dance to? Can you remember what song it was? What was it? <laughs> Here we go. I just feel as if we need to know this. Um, my first song, at, it was Taylor Dane, I'll Always Love You. There you go. Which wasn't true. <laughs> How's that for irony, ladies and gentlemen? I wanted Lyle Love It, She's No Lady, She's My Wife. Okay. <laughs> I think our listeners should write what their favorite song would be let's have some irony under pressure something like that white wedding billy idol something funny i think needs to be written yeah because all of those were terrible weren't they oh so bad i I did a ghost hunt on my wedding night there was no party there was no celebration no dancing no we went to investigate no horizontal mumble nothing (laughs) i was stuck in a basement With a flashlight and a K2 meter is what I was doing. Oh, a fresh fright. A fresh fright. (laughs) Nice. That was me. Mumbo number five. Yeah, I got four and a half, unfortunately. You know things are going to go well in life, aren't they? If your wedding night is in a basement ghost hunting. Just for the record, we're all divorced. Yes, we are. Good times. But all good things come to an end. So I'm going to read out the scores and run very fast. The car is started. So let us look at tonight's scores in last place with the K2 meter and the dead battery. Michelle and myself are tied with a reasonable six points each, but in resplendent first place with the $33,000 IR camera being presented to Miss Heather Morris, who scored a very large rounded eight. I'd like to thank the Academy. Do not fear, listener. I will take that back next week with a whole new bunch of stories. At the same time, I'd love for you to join me for a fun and informative journey through the world of the paranormal, strange, intriguing, bizarre and weird. Please tell your friends and family about the show and feel free to contact me anytime via our Facebook site. More questions than answers with Adrian Lee. And you can also find us now on SoundCloud if you search for MQTA Radio, SoundCloud.com. We do an extra 20 to 25 minutes of the show. We can't possibly read out 
on air. My gratitude and greatest thanks are extended to Lorna Hunter, Heather Morrisher, Tom Drainer, Michelle Corey, Nathan Bush, and all of the International Paranormal Society in paranormal.net. And all of the show's sponsors, including the Lakes Area, Paranormal Interest Group, MUFON of Minnesota, Martin's Online Auctions, and Frank Zolchek. Remember, if you go to patreon.com and search for MQTA Radio, you can also donate to our show. It just remains for me to say thank you for listening. And remember, be interested and interesting. Good night.